I am joined now by Tilly VW, a fellow Melbourne student. Hey, Tilly. Hey, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. It's so funny that you guys are Melbourne Uni Station. Yeah. I even realise the connection. Yeah. <laughs> Literally realised like two minutes ago. So the song that you have released so far, Young Lovers Do, that came out, what, November last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, late last year. Do you remember like the exact moment that this song began, like that you started writing it or you started hearing it or how did it kind of come about? I do. So I wrote it first as like a poem. Oh, I wrote it in written fir- in written form first. Um, basically, my friend was telling me all about her favorite rappers. She's a big like Wu Tang Clan fan, mm. and she was like saying, "You've got to listen to Wu Tang. You've got to listen to Lauren Hill. You've got to listen to Tribe Called Quest." And was just basically giving me like an entire rap education. Um, and I was listening to Can I Kick It and um, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill and like that whole album with her in our headphones. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. So we were just talking about, she's like, if you're a musician, you've got to, you've got to know, you've got to know how to appreciate rap and hip hop. And I was like, cool, I will. I'm going to get into it for you. Like I'll do my homework. And then literally like that day, I was like, I'm going to see if I can write a a rap for her. Um, And I sat down and I genuinely just wrote like all of the verses that in Young Lovers, like, almost on the spot (laughs) yeah I just like I was just like so that's why it kind of has that pace it's like got like or like it could be wrapped if it wanted to but that is um, amazing it was kind of like so it was kind of like a like an exercise in my brain and then I was just like this is this is like pretty good and then um yeah I mean and it came from like like the subject matter was relevant to like what I was feeling at the time as well so it was kind of like it was cool it was just like a little medium and then it was around Christmas. I think it might have been Christmas Day and I was like everything was going crazy in the house mm-hmm. and I just had my guitar and um, I, yeah, basically was like played some chords and it like fit into the song really well and it just kind of like fell out of me. And it was one of those, this is what usually happens like when I'm writing, I'll like have written something and then I'll be like it instead of it being planned, it will just like click together that kind of thing and I'm like oh that and that and that's perfect and then it much later the young lovers like chorus part came the I feel so alive bit um yeah that was a few months later and then yeah it all came together wow I have to say I was not expecting you to say that it started as like a rap thing I want to know what it sounds what it would sound like as a rap like I want I can really picture it now like with the beat (laughs) yeah I know I know exactly and like like when we're producing the song I like the beat in that comes in in the second verse is kind of like a kind of like a hip-hop beat yeah um in a way and that was like when we figured out that that was like what worked with it we're like oh my god I was like no way like well that makes a lot of sense um to yeah how I wrote it but I obviously can't rap I would I sound like just like an embarrassing white girl so we need I don't know we need it we need to find someone that could rap it and see what it sounds like so it would, yeah would be pretty <laughs> I love hearing about um your kind of process for how you write like it sounds kind of like it's it churns inside you for a while and then when it's ready it like kind of just falls out is that like would you say mm-hmm. that that's how most of your songs happen or is there ever are they ever more like methodical like you do you have like any kind of a method or is it more just like this spontaneous thing that you talked about? 
Yeah, I think it it started out as spontaneous, like mm. when I when I was younger, and when I first like realized that I I really liked writing and like I had an affinity for it. And then I think just as I as soon as I started considering music and writing as a like potentially like an in, like an endeavor mm. to pursue, I had to especially this has been like a big thing for me this year like I've had to create my own process and understand my own process and realize that it's not always going to be like an exciting epiphany and Mm. yeah basically that like the process is um like the gritty process is just as beautiful as like the creative side and um, yeah, so I think I still get like spontaneous, de- definitely not as much anymore. I used to literally like sit down and I would have like a whole fully formed song, like exactly how I, I wanted every part. Wow. Um, yeah, just like in my brain. But that, that doesn't happen as much anymore. Now it's more like I'll get like a passing thought and if I don't catch it and like use the method that I have to kind of like distill it into something um not abstract like more tangible then it will just float away and I'll forget it forever so yeah I still get that spontaneity but it's like about channeling that into something like productive um and yeah so that's also been like that's been a big thing for me this year because I had like a few months last year where I just didn't write anything and didn't have any like inclination to write anything yeah um which was really shit and hard I hated it um and then I just kind of, I was just waiting for like inspiration to strike. And then, yeah, instead of waiting, I realized that no, I need to like relearn kind of like how to spark creativity in like a controlled way. Yeah. And, and that's just as cool as well. And you almost work harder in that way. So, mm. yeah. That's actually mm. such a good point because it's like, I think with um, pretty much any kind of art, there's this idea of like, the artist's genius that it's like you're either born with talent or you're not but people don't think about enough like how much work behind the scenes also goes into things and how it is like sometimes it will just feel like a daily grinding of putting in the work to get better at stuff and like that part is important and you can learn to like be a better songwriter by putting in the effort you know exactly yeah I think it's just I think it's just like rea- it's real life mm-hmm. and I think there's so much beauty that can be found in and like created in like not the struggle of it but like in like the real yeah like the the actual process of it and I think that was like just a massive awakening for me mm-hmm. um the end of last year the start of this year it's kind of been in COVID actually um that yeah you know it's I yeah I kind of felt like oh my god I've lost this part of myself I'm not I don't have this like yearning to right and yeah. expressing in a way and yeah it was like the process was kind of what saved me because it's like yeah through like hard work you will inevitably like um find creativity and like vice versa mm. kind of mm. um and I, it's been really cool because it's it I've realized that yeah I'm gonna be able to do this for the rest of my life if I want to because I've I know how to get through those like hard patches but yeah for Art, like every artist knows that hard work is and and like the boring stuff is just as much a part of it as like the creative side and yeah I think people like looking on the outside 
might think that, yeah, that someone's just naturally gifted like that, but it's really not, it's not like that at all. That's like, Mm -hmm. at least for me, that's like a very small percentage, I think of, yeah, of my kind of like creativity. Yeah. That, that's Mm -hmm. like a really amazing skill to have learned being Mm -hmm. able to kind of bring about or like get yourself back into that creative space. That's very cool. And the fact that you were able to learn that during what COVID times, I don't know, like, would you say that you have come out of all these lockdowns and stuff as a better artist or is that pushing it? Um, I don't know. I think I was the first one last year. I think I was like, I ha- was, I didn't have any inspiration for yeah. like what it, whether it was like COVID or like, I don't know what, whatever else was going on. Um, but I think it, as of like, I think this year has been like a totally different story. And I don't know if it's also because I've been working with a um, producer this year who has a very, like, he's just got an amazing process. And I've kind of like learnt just by observation the way he works through um, like, yeah, those really hard, like he, he like really values like those hard moments and, and, he didn't ex- hasn't explicitly taught me, but I've kind of learned from observation from from him as well. Yeah, talking about the the producer that you've been working with, and like I'm thinking about other people that inspire you as well. I mm-hmm. read online that you're a very big fan of Jeff Buckley, right? Yes, <laughs> love Thank him you. so much. Don't get me started. But um, when you meet someone that loves Jeff Buckley, it's just like another level, like friendship. <laughs> yeah. Anything. But yeah, just the most electrifying musician. He was the first time he was listening to Jeff when I was like when I discovered him when I was like 16 or 17 was like the first time that I was so electrified by music like mm. that uh, it was like an out of body experience. Like it was I didn't actually realize that music could be that powerful until I like listened to Jeff Buckley. Wow, and, that's amazing. You know. I think, and I think a lot of people have that like awakening with him Mm. and it's like, it's so intoxicating because you're like, after that, I I was just like chasing that, like feeling through discovering other artists. Yeah. Um, And I've had it like a few times since that, but it was like, yeah, it was like, it's, it's cause he's so spiritual in the way he, he performs and yeah, no, totally. I think I was like in year 12. I remember I was supposed to be studying for my exams and like I was just lying on my bed listening to Grace like on loudspeakers yeah being like "Ah, who cares about school genuinely like nothing matters because this is so special yeah like yeah getting home from school and crying in the shower to like young love you should have come over and like (laughs) oh my god I really appreciate your music taste because I also uh, read that you love Alice Phoebe Lou and like people don't talk about Alice Phoebe Lou enough. No one knows. Oh my god! Like seriously, like she. I honestly like. I hate to be one of those people who's like, oh my god, this artist is so underrated. But like Alice Phoebe Lou is so underrated. I like. Come on, I fully gatekeep Alice Phoebe Lou. I'm just like, yeah. Like it's like my (laughs) it's my one claim to like having niche taste. But she's gotten so much bigger. I discovered. Yeah, I like found her in like. And I was like probably 17 is again, same time as Jeff, probably hmm. uh, in like 2017 um, on YouTube, just like with her busking performances. And she'd only released her first album um, 
it's so exciting when you find people that know mm-hmm. Alice. You just, it's it's a similar thing to Jeff. Like I had a similar like awakening with Alice as well, and she she has a way of like capturing the essence of a feeling. I think yeah. in a really like sincere way that isn't yeah, and it doesn't matter if like it's embarrassing she's just very fearless like that mm. I know very like secure as a person and just like so giving um in her music yeah I actually saw her in Belgium no um, way oh my god yeah we like derailed our whole plan in my one of my best friends um who yeah who I was traveling with at the time and she was playing at a festival in Belgium like and the dates had kind of kind of lined up so we like got on some like a five-hour bus trip from Paris to this tiny town called Arschgott in somewhere in Belgium like the north of Belgium um and we just found her on like a tiny stage um at this festival and it was the coolest thing ever that sounds like videos (laughs) That seriously, please do. That sounds like a religious experience. <laughs> it was. It was. It was basically a pilgrimage. Oh, I'm so jealous. Wow. Mm. Well, yeah. Okay. Please send me videos. But <laughs> as much as I love talking about Alice Fibulu and Jeff Buckley, and I could do that all day, I do really want to talk about your music because you are a talented musician in your own right, Tilly. Um, and I remember I actually feel like I poached your song from RMIT's um <laughs> radio because I I was I think I was listening yeah I was listening I remember like this was like a few months ago or something I was in the kitchen doing dishes and I was listening to like I think it was Sin or the Hoist or something you know like RMIT's radio oh, yeah. station and I heard Young Lovers Do playing and I thought it was so beautiful and I shazammed it I shazammed what? it on my phone <laughs> that's so cool yeah I've never heard anyone shazamming it before yeah, I shazammed it and I was like, oh, cool. Ass. I was already doing PB and jams at this point and I was like, oh, I totally want to um, chat to Tilly. Uh, so that's funny. That is so cool. So you heard my song on the radio. Yeah, I totally um, did. That's fucked. You're genuinely the first person that's ever said that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, you are. That's so cool that, like, it's so old-fashioned because, like, the happenstance of being in the kitchen and listening to that show or being in the car and listening to that exact radio station at that time. Yeah. It's just, much, yeah, it's much more romantic. So, oh, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It is very cool. I've obviously listened to the song a few times now because who wouldn't? It's a beautiful song. Um, at first, I think, or at least for me, like, I don't know, you you might have a totally different idea about this song and like everyone else will but like I think there are a lot of different ways that you can read it which is something that I always love when I feel like you can there are like different layers to a song because the first time that I heard it like that first moment that I listened to it in the kitchen was like oh this is this really like sweet and sincere and like very warm and fuzzy kind of song that's like almost like a love letter or like an ode to young lovers in its own way mm-hmm. um and then the more I listened to it, I started to hear like, I don't know, like kind of like it could also be a bit sarcastic or like that you're kind of like teasing a little bit or like kind of poking fun at the young lovers and like how how like overly sincere they can be and how dramatic and how theatrical and how like, I don't know, yeah. all encompassing those feelings can be. Um, so that I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Not nailed it, really? <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's, ex- that's kind of like, I don't know, you're, you're not really meant to say what you think about your songs, I, I don't think, but that, that's like, I, that's what I love about this song is because it's like also evolved with me as yeah. I've gotten older. And like, it's really cool because it's, it has room to do that because there's like something in the lyrics that is like, it changes like with mm. whichever meaning that you can, you emphasize. Um, and I think it's important to note that like when I wrote it, I wasn't, I wasn't dating any, I wasn't in love or anything. I was like recently, I was kind of like between people and I was, um, yeah, I just like ended it with someone. Mm. So it wasn't written in like the context of me being really in love with somebody. It was, yeah, it, it was more like looking back, like God, God, we're, <laughs> God, we're silly. Cause yeah. you go from so obsessed with someone because it's like the, fir- especially your, like your first or what your first experience with like, love and lust and stuff when you're a teenager or, or in your early 20s or it, older if, if that's if you haven't met anyone yet um it's the first time that you're experiencing that feeling like ever it's like when a baby experiences like a pinch and it's like to this day like that is the most painful thing they've ever experienced you know <laughs> so, yeah you know so <laughs> So it's so intoxicating and, and stuff. And then since that, I suppose you have more experiences and then you're, I like, I'm laughing at myself for you're just, yeah, the absolute earnestness that, you, that you're treating and how, yeah, you genuinely die for that person at that time and then you look back and you're like, I'm so <laughs> Like, wow, why okay. I, <laughs> why like, did I, I mean, that's a bit extreme, but. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I genuinely felt like that at, at those times, which is a bit worrisome, but I would do some crazy things. For- it definitely, it, yeah, it has that feeling of like reading back on old diary entries and being like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. You know, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, but then at the same time, like a part of me is also like, I'm so glad that I had that experience and I'm, I'm still wistful as well. Like I'm still mm. nostalgic for it. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. So it's it's a little complex little um, ball of emotions, I think. But I I think the song I like it because it, even now, like I it resonates to me still. Yeah. Um. So I think I like I achieved what I was trying to achieve through in the writing, which is cool. Yeah, and that is very cool that like you can feel that the song maybe grows with you, or also like wh- however you're feeling at that time or wherever you are in life at that time, you might hear it a bit differently, which is, that's really awesome. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that you, like, as you're getting older, do you think that you're becoming more cynical or are you, like, still quite a romantic? Like, do you, like, romanticise little things and people and stuff still? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think I'm going through a cynical minute at the moment, <laughs> but I think that I have... I've still got like it in me and I'm excited for, for, for when it returns. But I think I'm, I'm quite cynical at the moment. I'm yeah. more, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm more cynical than romantic at the moment. But no, nah, I do. I like, yeah, I like romanticising 
things and romanticize your life it's such a tiktok trope um literally it is i think i think when i'm when i'm traveling and when i'm on the move i'm very romantic yeah and i don't mean romantic in the sense of like having love interests i just oh no neither yeah yeah yeah. just like about everything Yeah. yeah like that like sitting on the train and listening to like old jazz music and it's like raining and you're like wow life you know yeah exactly yeah that young lovers talks about being on the train I always imagine like I hope someone listens to this on the train on the way to school thinking (laughs) about like some person they're into oh and you know I also didn't realize when I was writing it was there's the opportunity for it to have a queer reading yeah totally I say in the second verse um um yeah, it's funny because straight means you're clinically dead. I was wondering about that lyric as well. Yeah, it can be read in a lot of different ways. Yeah, because when I wrote it, I meant um, like spiky heart monitors are better. It's funny because straight means you're clinically dead. So wow. it's like, you know, yeah, spiky means you're alive, dead means you're dead. I mean, straight means you're dead. So yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize that <laughs> when I was like, but I was like that's unreal because, you know, yeah. I love it. It's got some interpretations. So many. And also, yeah, I guess, yeah, people can read it however they want because you haven't really assigned pronouns. So, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's a very open song, which is nice. I like, yeah. yeah I think that's what I also find about this song is that it is kind of like what I would call happy sad. Or it's like, this, it's, it has that same like happy sadness to me that nostalgia has. Like if you're looking at home movies or old like family photo albums and it's like a mix of like, oh, and also like, oh you know it's it's exactly, a, it's a yeah. hard feeling to pinpoint um yeah. the music video for this one really complemented that so beautifully and when I first was watching it um especially with some of the footage of the little kids because there's like a little blonde girl I thought that it was you and they were like old home movies was that kind of like what was the intention of doing that kind of on the old film cameras was there any intention to make it kind of have that nostalgic feeling or yeah yeah exactly I I don't know yeah me and my friend Steph like who's a photographer and like um does film and stuff we filmed that all of those super eight um like montage things together mm. during lockdown actually during the big lockdown um wow in Melbourne last year so we were like kind of limited for what we could do because we and yeah you know we had to work around like literally 5k rules and all that kind of stuff but um we had yeah we had the idea we really wanted I really wanted to use super 8 because of the like dream like really nostalgic quality that it gives and I just think you can film anything on that medium and Mm. it gives you that feeling um like that home video kind of thing that makes you feel the type of way that I thought like really matched um what the song was trying to say but it was interesting because I think the music video is much more like it's it romanticizes it it errs on the side of romanticizing and it errs yeah on the side of like happy than yeah that like the more nuance that is in the lyrics um which I think is cool because it's like this little world of memory um of like yeah the romanticized memory that yeah that reflecting often gives you like just the happiest moments. Yeah. 
Do you think that you'd want to make more? Like, I assume you're going to continue making music and I hope there's going to be more releases at some point, but would you want to, like, make videos for those as well? Um, I'm, yeah, well, I've actually, I've got some music I've been working on all year. It's been, like, the reason I haven't released it is because I kind of had a turning point in my sound and I've, like, started kind of, like, working on a new project, um, that's it's like a bit different to young lovers but it still sounds like me don't Mm. worry um and I think you like it but um so for those ones which I'm gonna hopefully be releasing in like the next couple of months yeah um we I think I'm just gonna I don't think I'm gonna do a video I think I'm gonna just because of costs Mm. and I also want not just because of costs I also want to keep the visuals for these ones more um like just a bit leaner and a bit more mysterious I think so I've gotten a really I've got an idea for them and I think I'm just gonna do like a not a gif but like a a moving image I've got it exactly in my brain how I want it (laughs) (laughs) very cool can you tell me what is this change that you're referring to like is it more going back to your um rapping (laughs) rapping days (laughs) my rapping days um my brief flirtation with rap well no but like it is kind of related now that I'm thinking about it so I'm doing I was like the end of last year I got really into trip hop which is like Porter's Head, Groove Armada, Moby like that whole like 90s Bristol scene yeah I I got obsessed with like that that geist of music um and into like the production the experimentation like all of that stuff and I've I was working with the producer that I was just talking about um and yeah we were just we he like loves it as well and I was realizing that like a lot of the way that I was writing would fit really well into that kind of genre so we started like working together on like a trip-hop project and we're like this is so sick because no one's like done trip-hop in Australia for a long time not the you know I don't know that many people that have been like directly inspired um by that so I thought this is quite cool and like kind of more on the electronic side as well yeah um and I think it's just been so bloody good for me because it's that was also part of like what we were talking about before with um the new process and figuring out my method um with writing because that kind of changed the whole way I viewed writing as well because it's much more about like creating the soundscape through production Mm. um so I've become like more involved with that aspect of it instead of just like writing a song bare um and so it's just been like an amazing process of like crafting this sound and this world with these influences it's kind of just been like 21 year old Tilly instead of 16 year old and it's been it's just been which well I love young lovers too but um and I think it's like quite timeless like to my sound but yeah I'm really excited for people to hear this this new stuff as well that's Um, so fun like the hip-hop references because trip-hop is basically like as a genre it's basically sampling hip-hop drums and then um with like kind of yeah like a downbeat and really like lazy and chill and then with some vocals and some experimentation and some interesting textures um over the top so yeah. I think I was onto something when I was writing Young Lovers 
it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, it has. It has. It really has. And yeah, it's I'm I'm very excited for you to hear that stuff. That's um, so fun. Yeah. How cool to like do something, you know, just to let yourself like go in a bit of a different direction and like explore other styles and stuff. Like Yeah. That's wow. really yeah, that's really exciting. Very crazy. I never expected myself to go down that path as well, but it was so liberating to just be like, I think I was just very secure in myself at the time that we were doing it because, and I was secure like in my, in my like artistry kind of thing Yeah, that I could, and you can only do that kind of stuff when you're, when you're very secure. Um, and that I was like, stop it. Like, let's just, let's just go for it. Yeah. In, those like artistic decisions that you make when you're um in a room with a producer and yeah can't wait to hear it do you have a um any date set any release dates or is it too soon at this point no nah not yet but I just I keep being like it's (laughs) everyone gets so annoyed (laughs) because I'm like it's gonna be in like a month like and I've been saying it for like this whole year but but we've finished um we've fully finished three got like six half done and then like I've got so much writing as well um mm. just like the bag so we're basically like I'm independent right now I'm not signed to any labels or any publishing so we're just yeah we're just kind of going through like a bit of a pitching process of just trying to figure out the next steps but it's finished the creative aspect is almost done as well um as in like the artwork and stuff but yeah, I think, well, I've got a show um, coming up at the corner. Um, it was meant to be yesterday, but now it's been moved to October the 20th. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it, I'm, I might have something released by then. Okay. That's Too cool. Mm. Yeah. Oh, how sucky as well. Because you're set to tour with Ash Grunwald and Josh Teske, which is incredible. Yes. But oh. that's now pushed to December. Yeah. So it was meant to be in June. It was meant to be right in the middle of my exams. So Aww. like of for uni exams. So I was just going to like be writing essays like on the plane and stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I, I just said yes before I looked at the dates. I was like, of course I'm coming. Like yeah. stuff. Sorry yeah. um, to my tutors, et cetera. Not that they really care. Um, and then, so that got postponed, which I was so sad about because I was so like, I'd done a lot of work and you know, everything that every artist experiences I was really sad um but then I was then I like just scraped through exams and I was thinking how the hell would I have done exams (laughs) if I was like on tour I just I don't know what I was doing myself so that was kind of like worked out well for me and then got postponed just like to July and then now it's like being postponed again to December but we did one show at the forum or two shows at the forum oh did you yeah like it was meant to be the last show of the tour. It ended up being like the only one we did. So that wow. was absolutely insane. That was on the, like about a month ago now, I'd say, or three weeks. Yeah, that was wow. pretty. <laughs> How sick. Oh, man, you must be so excited. I mean, December's still a while away, but like that's going to be so fun. Like you're going to, like you're going all around Australia. I've never even been to like Perth or Adelaide before. So I was so excited to go in holidays but I'm now I'm just even more excited to go in December very very exciting I am gonna keep my fingers crossed for you that everything goes ahead and there aren't any more cancellations also with your gig in October so here's hoping here's hoping I mean we're all flexible now yeah a flexible generation of musicians Mm. but 
you hear of people that are like just not like not going to be able to do it anymore like it's just too hard because yeah. touring is like most people's main source of income and like yeah what is the thing that started now it's like our soundtrack have you seen yeah. all that yeah that's amazing coolest thing yeah that is so cool. like such a good idea like the government should definitely be playing local music in all of their ads and in in everything like I don't know why they would outsource that when we have such an amazing talent base at home that needs support so exactly yeah it's very cool hopefully there'll be more initiatives like that as well coming out yeah hundred that'll be so good that even in like Woolies and Coles they're doing it They've yeah already done it we started but yeah they need there needs to be like so much support it's just going to be people going to shows and stuff that's going to be the biggest thing I reckon yeah and everyone I'm sure everyone will flock to the shows as soon as they're back as well because everyone misses it. Yeah, you get, like, the, the absolute fervour. Yeah. Happy night out, <laughs> no matter Definitely. what it is. Even if it's, like, lawn bowls or something, you're just <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, um, on that note, I think we can all have a listen to Young Lovers Do and pretend that we're out somewhere fun (laughs) and not just sitting at home. Um, And one day we will be. This is Young Lovers Do by Tilly VW. And thank you so much, Tilly, for having this chat. It's been super fun talking to you. It's been so fun. Thank you so much, Sandy.